Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Women Emerging podcast. I'm Julie Middleton, Director of Women Emerging. Every week I speak with women around the world of different ages and in different sectors about how they lead, because we need many more women leading in the world today. We explore how women lead differently and do it their way, which is authentic, fulfilling and highly effective. Hi, this is Julia Middleton, Director of Women Emerging and your podcast host. This week we're doing another episode on how leading requires us to combine things, often things that appear to be diametrically opposed. And this week we're looking at how you have to combine when you're leading both the ability to be agile and the ability to be dogged at the same time. The person I'm speaking to is Alison, who is head of supply chain management at Moderna, the pharmaceutical company. I met Alison because I became absolutely fascinated in supply chain management. Probably it started during COVID, where, of course, supply chains were hugely disrupted and it was fascinating to see how they worked. It was also fascinating to me to see that a world that had been pretty dominated by men, the world of supply chain management, was now having more and more women involved. And I was talking to a lot of the women about what they thought the impact of this was and how things were changing. And I, I got this sort of general impression that supply chain management, in theory, a chain, wasn't really operating much as a chain for some time. It was a sort of, to me, it was almost a sort of, um, a sort of, you know, that children's game of um, pass the parcel. If you move whatever you've got along the chain to the next bit of the chain quick enough, then when things go wrong, you can't get the blame. It's sort of passing the parcel as, pass, as fast as you possibly can. Anyhow, I got this impression that the more, I mean, things were changing anyhow, but the more women were involved, the more it became less a sort of chain and more a sort of circular process, a sort of necklace of supply chain built on relationships that that worked together to make supply chain management or supply necklace management so much more effective. Anyhow, my passion aside, it meant that I met Alison and I was thinking who was the right person to talk to about this combination of agility and being dogged. And really, there's nobody better than Alison to talk about this. Everyone loves the word agile. So I thought I'd avoid it and start with Alison by talking about the word dogged. Yes, the word dogged. So what does dogged, I mean, I saw the look on your face when I use the word dogged. Um, it's such a boring word, but it's needed. Yes, it is. It is needed. If you define teams only as agile, you might be in a surprise 
that the the future is now well thought out because agile in a way is the ability to respond right here and right now. And how do I satisfy my customers if they pivot preferences? How do I do this? How do I do that? But the anticipation, the building of the prior experience and the plan is incredibly important as well. So yes, it's, it's somewhat boring, but it, you have to do it. Otherwise, you're not going to be prepared for the future. Whenever my kids phone me up and say, is there any alternative to doing it this way, mum? I always remember a book I used to read to them and then they laugh at me, which was called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. And yes. it said, do you remember? I we know can't go over it. We can't go under it. We can't go round on it. We've got to go through it. Yes. And, and that sometimes going through it is requires actually not agility but it requires a sort of determined stoicism isn't it yes it, it, it really um the trial and true paths cannot be ignored right um and um really at the end innovation is is also a combination of new ways of doing things, but also starting from a point of reference from what you dealt with before and what others prior to you have done before. Imagine a leader that comes into an organization and says, don't tell me what you've done before. I don't want any context of what you've done. I'll tell you how to do it best. That leader will fail because it's not um, able to really understand what does it take to go through the path, um, but also is, is potentially narrowing its vantage point on things that might have occurred that are very critical that will prevail and come back again. And, and I think in the end, having that, that, that grace to understand the past, to, to recognize what the future requires and leverage what has worked well, uh, not only motivates people, but it also maximizes the impact of a transformation. And so to me, that's why agility alone wouldn't do it. You have to really um, balance the two elements. And go down into the detail. And go down into the detail, go down into the detail, yes. Um, to me, leadership is all about being purposeful. A, a leader that walks the line, the manufacturing lines in the morning, that is there to see what's happening with um, the expansions of machines or the actual run and execution of that factory. A supply chain leader that is uh, measuring constantly in tune with what the team is, is uh, delivering and how they're delivering and what are the obstacles that the teams are facing is a leader that has purpose, that is ensuring that his mission and his objectives and his strategy is being delivered for the future. A leader that is de detached, not um, connected with what's happening to the organization is a leader that is bound to lose um, the connection to the team and not uh, able to leverage maximum results just because that's what's happened 
is a disengagement. That's how humans work. Humans have to be part of communities. And uh, our work is no different than, than what you del deliver at, at home. And you asked me this question in the past, uh, why women lead different. And uh, in this particular case, my sense of purpose is not only purpose for the business, but purpose bringing a sense of belonging and embracing diversity of, of thought, diversity of being, diversity of innovation. Who taught you all this? Well, I've been fortunate to have had experience of being in many industries, but I'm also very curious. I am a very curious person. And so I'm always asking people about their journeys and love to talk to others about their their mentoring styles and what they've learned. Um, and that has allowed me to learn a lot and to apply a lot. And um, I think that what you see is um, many years of experience and- And of being nosy. And being nosy, very curious. And do you ever get stuck in the weeds? If you're too dogged, do you find yourself stuck in the weeds and you can't be agile anymore? Is there a danger that that being dogged is terrifying because you might get stuck there? Um, yes, there is a danger. There is a danger. But um, with clarity of thought on the objectives and uh, a clear path to delivery on those objectives, um, the pressure to deliver gets you situated in such a way that you don't that you don't lose the context. Um, nevertheless, I, I am also a believer in empowering people to do their job. And and it is not, it would be very presumptuous of me to assume that me in the details is what's gonna get us out of the mud. But me encouraging and empowering is what's gonna get us out of where we are stuck in the details. Uh, nevertheless, I am also a leader that is not afraid to get the rubber boots and get right in the mud, if that's what's required. Um, and people appreciate it. When I when I come in and I tell them I'm getting in, I'm gonna go get my boots, uh, they know I am a peer at that moment. We're gonna, we're gonna push that truck out so we can get out of that mud, but it's gonna be together. And um, what we need to make sure is that when that happens, that there is somebody else looking at the timelines, that somebody else is looking at the metrics, that we're going to be able to do it. And so in that regard, I do uh, want someone always looking at the end in mind. What is the objective? What is our charter? Why are we doing what we're doing? When are we supposed to deliver? And more importantly, I am a very strong believer in metrics. I, I do believe that metrics tell us how we're doing, just like we're constantly looking at the clock, which sometimes I should look a, a lot more. Uh, but that is that gauge that tells us, are, are we drifting? Are we stay? Are we still where we need to be? But when you're building a plan, you always should plan for, for periods of time where you're going to get stuck in the details because uh, also a leader that doesn't uh, want to appreciate and get, get there it's also going to be a leader that will um, not be able to steer the team in the right direction and not be able to role model also what it takes to, to get to the last destination. And do you exhaust people? Uh, with my personality or with my tenacity? Either. 
Um, maybe, maybe. It is, and nobody has given me the feedback that I exhaust them. But um, we do have, I, I am known for hosting and facilitating uh, sessions where people walk out of there uh, and motivated and, 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 and driven, but exhausted because of the thinking process and the intensity of the sessions and, and the planning. And I, um, I'm like a little energized bunny. I don't run out of energy except when I come home and I finally get to collapse. But uh, no, I, I, it's just people um, enjoy it, but it is intense. It is intense. What are the systems of your life, really practical things, that sort of keep this combination working? Um, so if you wanted to understand my life, you would look at my diary because it's um it sort of has a short term a medium term and a long term strategy and and almost all my planning is built around diary mine and the others what what are the practical things that you do is i i am also a very strong believer in setting very actionable goals and objectives and um the the i am also a believer in having a strategy that you're pursuing and, and where you're going. Typically in these days, it used to be years ago, we used to say a 10 year strategy, a five year strategy. Now, uh, most companies are very focused on what is gonna happen in the next four years, three years. Uh, for me, that's also very important as well, especially with the pipeline of my company, where we're gonna be completely switching to that endemic mode in more therapeutic areas. So, so having, having um, an organization that is fit for purpose is incredibly important in that longer horizon of three years. In the short term, having the ability to respond with agility and, and speed, which is another form of agility, is incredibly important. And so prioritizing and carving out time during the week to think about both horizons is incredibly important, and and I and and I do that, and we have to do it uh, in the place I work, just because um, it's just the way it is. Um, for me, um, I do plan um, uh, carve out periods of time when they're thinking thinking times. How long are they? Two hours, uh, sometimes three hours. Um, for the day, I always carve out um, the early morning to, to set myself mentally for the day. It's a way of introspection and preparation. Um, Sunday afternoons, they're, they're reserved to plan for the week ahead. Um, in the company I work, time um, is a different, um, it's like a twilight zone because it's such a fast paced environment that I have actually defined one month is one year, one week is a quarter. So thinking about the week really thinks about um, a, a, at least a very long co condensed period of time of things that need to happen. So projects are fast paced, the deliveries are not a standard, et cetera. So that keeps you very, exercise and your ability to be very thoughtful 
about the different time zones that you're in in terms of the, the horizon and the short term. Um, but it is very, um, very enriching that way. But if you, if you have too much of a plan, does it not become like the Soviet plan, you know, seven years and nothing happens? <laughs> too much planning and surely um, your agility goes out the window. Mm, yes, it, it could. It could happen. Uh, one thing here, uh, and it has always been my mantra anyway, maybe you could you could claim I come from a place in, in Latin America, Costa Rica. In, in Latin America, um, you are taught from early on to improvise and to be able to be somewhat agile that way. Um, in here, you don't lose that. Actually, if you ask me what is the, you know, the few skills that are required to work in this company that I work for, uh, and I don't, I don't see that this will be any different in, in most of other um, companies in my industry, pharmaceutical, is the ability to, to respond quickly uh, the ability to be thoughtful about the future, but also the ability to learn and learn and relearn. Because um, what could have worked um, last year, it doesn't necessarily going to work as a, a true and tried method every time because the, um, the products change, the patient populations change the environment around us from a regulatory perspective changes. And that dictates that you have to also be willing to, to do that reinvention on a regular basis. So no, you, despite of the fact that it sounds like it's boring planning, no, you, you just need to be able to pick up on the cues, be able to carve some of that time that I'm telling you I research to think about the future is benchmarking looking what's happening, um, spending time with peers in the industry. Uh, I am very avid at, uh, at doing that, very focused on having a network of, of collaboration where I'm learning what, what where others are headed and what's working well, what's not working well and try to avoid those potholes that could get us in trouble. In some ways it comes back to endlessly about pace, isn't it? It's the important thing is to be moving forwards. The trick is to judge how fast Correct. you move it, forward. It is very true. It's all about pace and it's all about not fixating yourself into there's only one way of doing things. Um, being ready to resist temptation, to apply a cookie cutter approach to the challenges in front of you and have that wisdom to, to, to decipher if you're in front of something new that looks a lot like what you did before, um, but you will know it very quickly if it's different. And, and then there, how do you pivot to, to be able to do it? Here uh, in my company, we have a, a mindset called uh, pivot in the face of new data. And that's a very important mindset to operate under because you have to be able to sense. You got to sense your environment. You got to sense the fit. You got to sense the applicability. And um, then you need to be able to, to, to be very energetic about implementing the, the the alternate approaches that will get you where you need to be. So ah. you learned a lot of it. 
I think, when you were 12, 13 years old in Costa Rica. Is that right? That is correct. That is correct. I had, um, I was very fortunate that I was uh, doing a job very early on because my dad uh, had a foundry. And so I got to um, to be in, in sort of an office setting very early on just because I was incredibly nosy and curious. And so um, how, how to respond to the challenges, how to, how to, um, um, the ability to apply for a tender, what was required to do that and, and what needed to happen to the production to be able to accommodate that new tender that came in and, and watching my, my aunt, his, my dad's sister sort of operate in a very um, agile way to, to respond to, to the emerging needs. So yes, actually uh, very interesting that you mentioned, yes, 12 to 13 is about the, the age that I um, became involved in, in more of a business kind of role. But I bet your aunt, when it could t- when the moment came, she became dogged and worked through the tender, page one, page two, page three. She she got deep into the detail. She had to As- because because um, pro- uh, agility doesn't mean lack of process. Agility is how do you actually go through the the details that you need to go at the pace, it's like you said before, it's the pace that really makes it. Not every tender is gonna require that you do it super fast. Some some tenders are more multi-year where you have the ability to, to plan and respond well in, in our industry, in the pharmaceutical, that's exactly, there's no difference, right? We're selling medicines. In the other case, we're selling um, copper, iron, or uh, aluminum uh, parts. But uh, at the end of the day, um, the ability to, to pace the response is what is going to make uh, a company a winner company. So the secret is taking time out to think. And when you're thinking, what do you do? Do you stare at the ceiling? Do you go for a run? Do you do you some do something that's high end? Of, do, I know people sometimes who think that they're thinking, but they're just pushing themselves to do some high energy task. <laughs> no, I color. I color. I I, uh, I draw things. And I, um, I have always been a, a coloring type person. And um, as problems are surfacing to me, you will see my notebook full of drawings. Sometimes it's going to be trees, sometimes it's going to be flowers, sometimes it's going to be fences, maybe a landscape of the ocean, something like that. And um, it's incredible how um, the ability to draw releases solutions to things that you've been contemplating. Now, I will tell you this, if I am really pressed for an answer and it's really late, you could you could actually put it on cue in your brain. You go to bed, you wake up the next morning, right around midday, you're like, that's it. That's what I needed to do. It is exactly, this is the way it is. Um, it's amazing how our brains work. It's not only at the moment, but the processing continues like on a, on a batch. This is an old terminology of processing, batch process, processing. 
if the same thing happens with the brain, an idea will come to you um, at the most unexpected time. You gotta have the time to actually draw it out and capture the notes that come into your brain so you can go back then later and tee up that idea and then and then go from there. And then you, you use the input of the, the gifted people that's around you. Because um, anyone that tells you that they're the ones that architect all the solutions on their own, um, that is a recipe for disaster. You, you, you have the, the, the more enriching solutions that the companies can, can, can come up with come from the collaboration the, the, the thinking um, and the co-creation. That is a very powerful tool. And typically co-creation is even more powerful when it's uh, almost in a reverse uh, mentoring capacity. When you go to people that don't have as many biases as you do, they can come up and, and tee up some of your thoughts in a way that you wouldn't do it because you already uh, are constrained by some of the things that you thought about that are rigid, that, that don't get fashion, right? You, you already know your process and, and deviating from that process is difficult, but some, some of the uh, junior folks don't have that. And they come back, why wouldn't you do it this way? There is no reason why you couldn't do it that way. It's perfect. And it, it is like somebody that comes into your house and look at the way you set something up and your sister comes and says, well, but what about if you switch the, the couch this way and do it the other way? You wouldn't, you wouldn't have thought of that because you live in the house all the time, but uh, long along comes your sister and there is a complete way to, to, to organize uh, your thoughts, your ideas and, and how you assemble the story. But I, I, I definitely think the power of humans thinking together, um, it's, it's unlimited. So the case for Agile and the case for Dogged, and you wouldn't trust a leader who was one or the other, but not both. Correct. A leader that is only Agile is dangerous because um, it, it, it might be, a, you might get short-term success, at the expense of long-term consequences. And, and a leader who is mainly dogged? Is not responsive to the pace in which we deliver and on our on a new revolution. There is that revolution that is happening in front of our face of, of being responsive and um, innovative in how things are done. Alison, that was... <laughs> <laughs> you smashed it. I've got so many different concepts that you've used. Um, you know, even if it's just beginning with don't diss the past, don't knock the past. The past is an important part of things. Um, I loved what you said about walking the job and the ability to put on your boots and get into the mud and not to assume that that me getting into the mud is going to make everything better because it won't but you need to sometimes and at the same time not assume that by getting into the mud you're going to somehow um get lost because you'll come straight out of the mud 
when you need to. I was fascinated. And also, you know, your absolute clarity that 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 you combine agile and dogged because or you get that combining right because you understand your purpose, you've figured out what the objective is, you've developed a plan and you have a matrix. Dogged is so incredibly important and it's and it's on both horizons, both the far distant horizons and the the, the immediate time zone horizon of now. I, I just got so much out of that. It was fascinating. I, I, I think the one I'll really go away with is do not never ever assume, in fact, never ever ever assume that agility is a lack of process. In fact, maybe agility emerges out of a deep understanding and commitment to process. And of course, the image of you colouring in um, and drawing in your books, that will never leave me. So, Alison, so much fun. Next week, we have a different episode, still on combining, but not combining the things that we on the first expedition thought of, but Monse in Mexico, from Mexico, adds her things that, that she thinks need combining as well. It'll be fascinating. In the meantime, sending lots of love, Julia. There's also loads more you can learn from other women if you go to our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org. Over time, we are determined to redefine leading so that more of us can say, if that's leading, I'm in.